The City of Lakeland strives to provide transparency for our residents with the goal of having an informed and engaged citizenry. Views shared by those interviewed are not necessarily the views and beliefs of the City of Lakeland as a government entity. Hello, I'm Kevin Cook, Director of Communications with the City of Lakeland, and welcome to our December 10th installment of Access Live. We have a great show planned today. We have Nicole Travis. She is our Economic uh, and Community, well, Development, and Community Director. Development Director. We also have our City Clerk. City Clerk to talk about special elections, in, which is coming up January 15th. It's going to be quite interesting. But most of all, we've got our special guest, and he's our, always our standing <laughs> guest, uh, Tony Delgado, our city manager here with us today. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, everybody. Hope they had a wonderful weekend. Yes. Uh, I don't know what kind of weekend you had, but I got a lot done around the house, especially yesterday with that, that drizzle. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Christmas time's coming up. The holiday season's coming up. And so I started decorating and that leads us right into what happened Thursday. Our Christmas parade was very, very, very special. Very well attended, about 40,000 people out there. And if you happen to ever attend a Lakeland Christmas parade and you're around for the end of the Lakeland Christmas mm -hmm. parade, you'll notice that it looks like a bomb went off <laughs> with our our, our, our visitors, debris, trash, and debris everywhere. And Tony, share with us, we have... A special staff that goes out afterwards. Incredible, incredibly special yes. staff. You know, we have our parks and recreation staff, our solid waste staff get together. You know, we public safety is out there. Police and fire are obviously keeping us safe, but people don't see the guys and gals behind the scene who, within hours after the Christmas parade, literally bring the city back to normalcy. There's no trash. When you when you drive into work on uh, on Friday morning, you don't even know a Christmas parade took place. And so... Uh, Got to give kudos to all those folks who work those extra hours after the Christmas parade to get us back and ready for the next day's work. And, you know, we had Snowfest this weekend, so we, we did a huge pile of snow right out there in the middle of downtown Lakeland. Uh, kids enjoyed it. It was our little uh, our little taste of the north. I was there. And it, and it was amazing. Our little taste of the north. And uh, obviously the snow melts pretty quickly after the fact. And it was pretty cool. We had the farmer's market and Snowfest and we actually came down to buy some heirloom tomatoes from our Absolutely. favorite organic vendor <laughs> out there and walk down to Snowfest. Yeah, so, so, you know, with the holiday season, people are going to get an opportunity to see Lakeland and, and, it, and it's all its beauty with the colors of the, the lights and the trees and all the decorations throughout the city. I hope they enjoy it. I uh, hope everybody gets an opportunity to be with family and, and really enjoy all the holiday season. But that's kind of what we're all about, too, when you think when you think about downtown Lakeland and when you think about the city in general. And you have some really, really good guests today. Nicole Travis right. is going to talk about, you know, this this wonderful catalyst master plan that we're we're trying to take a look at. And it's something to see Lakeland over the next 25 years. And she's going to give you some highlights of some of the things that we're currently talking about, not just internally, but with stakeholders that I think will excite the residents of Lakeland and, and the businesses uh, of Lakeland. Our viewers probably don't know this, but we do a lot of planning at the city of Lakeland. We have five-year, 10-year, 15-year, 20-year plans. And what you're going to hear about today is a, a long-term vision of what our downtown could be. And the, as Tony mentioned, the catalyst of once you put that framework in place, what comes next? Right. And, and obviously, things don't happen overnight. So uh, I think as people get excited, they need to understand, as Nicole will explain, that um, this is a process. You need to find the funding necessary. You need to find the partnerships with 
those folks outside of the city structure to help you. Very similar to our garage, which we finally finalized the deal. I was waiting for the segue. Yeah. I was going to bring it up yeah. if you didn't. The, the, the deal was finalized last week, so we're pretty excited at the fact that this 800 space plus, 800 plus space garage will be right. going up in the middle of downtown Lakeland. And it's truly a partnership with Florida Credit Union, uh, our friends at Lakeland Regional Health Systems, uh, Heritage Plaza, Spire Group, and then the city of Lakeland are all partners in this. Uh, the goal is not just to have additional spaces for the weekends and evenings and a few spaces during the day sure. for the merchants and the patrons that come on out, but really to generate new business development. Um, and we're knocking on wood that a part of this entire project, uh, we will see a 38,000, 35 to 38,000 square foot commercial development, something that hasn't happened in Lakeland in 20 years, probably right. a brand new building going up so that new businesses can come back down into Lakeland and we can see new employ a new employee base, folks spending money downtown. Um, so we're pretty excited about it. We'll probably move some of the spaces out of the Main Street garage into this new garage so that we can entice some additional development around Main Street and Lake Mirror, downtown Munn Park too. So we're, we're excited about the, this garage going up. It's something that uh, a lot of people have been working on for well. Well, we need there. it. Yeah, we do need it. And, and when people start seeing the catalyst plan that's going to be brought up, right. I think they'll see why we need it. So the funding for the Heritage Plaza Garage, if for viewers who may not be aware, it's really everyone's paying their fair share. The city of Lakeland has approximately 400 spaces. It's right. like 399 spaces, and we're going to pay the market rate for those. And each individual company that's that's taking part in that public-private partnership will pay their fair share for the number of spaces they're going to use as well. It's like an HOA. It's like a condo association. Right. Everybody will pay their fair share. They'll own it. Uh, they'll pay a portion every year to maintain the garage. Um, and as the garage gets older, you have to do additional maintenance, and everybody will share in those costs. Uh, at least the partners, the four partners that are in it today. The overall cost of the city, it's not a small number. Right. We're talking $6.2 million. But we've been preparing for this. We've actually set aside in our in our reserves uh, about $1.2 million. So uh, we have money set aside to go ahead and kick this off. We'll take a loan out, an internal loan for the other $5 million, And our hope is to be able to pay that down in, in 10 years from the proceeds uh, the parking permits that are that are provided through this parking garage as well as the other parking garages throughout the city. So what is our time frame for construction? Do you have any idea? If all goes well, I suspect you'll start seeing some ground broking uh, right after the new year. Now, oh. It might be things like moving water lines, moving electric lines, uh, starting to add areas for taking some of the parking that's currently there because people do park there and they're permitted to park there and finding them new locations. And then hopefully, uh, end of January, February, we'll start seeing some real work being done with the goal of being completed by the end of the year or at the very latest, the 1st of 2020. All right. Awesome. And Catapult, uh, they're moving dirt over there as well. They're moving dirt very quickly. Actually, you know, all the permitting's done. Uh, the things the city had to do with infrastructure, right. water, wastewater, electric is pretty much done. Now, uh, I don't know if anybody's had an opportunity to see or walk by, but footers are being put in. So with that, uh, hopefully we'll start seeing some walls going up here in the next three or four months. And actually the work to go ahead and lay the foundation would be the first thing. And then hopefully we'll see some walls in three or four months. So a lot happening in downtown. And we've had one of our late great mayors, Buddy Fletcher, used to say that the downtown is our living room. So we, we definitely have to present our living room to our visitors. And 
if you were around in Lakeland in the 80s, you, the area was blighted, and it's really come a long way. It certainly has, and, but it's just not downtown. I right. think, you know, as we close out this year and move into next year, I think you're going to start hearing about projects outside of the downtown core, taking care of some transportation road corridors. We've had a lot of development uh, interest in, in Lakeland, and so we might be hearing some things about the south side and the north side of Lakeland and some new projects that might be going there, too. Well, we know we have a huge development going in near the airport mm -hmm. of over 3,000 houses, yeah. and they recently came before the city commission asking for some variances regarding uh, weight, uh pond reten retention ponds and a charter school on property so someone asked isn't lakeland electric part of the city yes they are absolutely. they are a city department absolutely part of the city one of the one of our biggest departments uh 560 employees uh they take up and when you look at our overall 600 million dollar budget they're at more than half of that budget so yes they are probably one of the key catalysts to us getting some of this work done because Lakeland Electric and pays a dividend to the city to allow us to pay for things like right. police officers and firefighters and some of those beautiful parks that people see around town. Well, Tony, I want to thank you. Thank I want to wish you and your family a thank very you. joyous holiday season. Look forward and to the new year. And we'll see you in January. Yes, we'll see you in January. Thanks again. Thanks. Appreciate it. So we're going to be bringing out Nicole Travis. She is our community development and economic development. Community and Economic Development Director. That's a new title. So we're going to bring her in and talk about the Catalyst Project uh, of downtown improvement. Have a seat, Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. This is Nicole Travis, Community Development and Economic Director. Direct? Community, Community and, and Economic, Economic Development, development Director. Director. Yeah, there you go. It's a mouthful. Yes. So we're here to talk about catalysts. Sure. So Tony just alluded a little bit. It's long-term visioning of what we're looking at for our downtown. Mm -hmm. There's some really cool artist renderings out there. Yep. Uh, we're also going to share with our viewers a little bit of a website that we've got up right now. Okay. But the big thing, it's we have the downtown area divided up into districts. Yes. Do you want to, how do you want to handle this? you want to talk about a little bit about each district? you want to talk about, how do you? Well, let's talk about how we got here yes. first. Okay, so last year through our, through our strategic envisioning process with our city commissioners, they wanted to talk about um, how do we activate downtown? Are there, do we need a downtown plan update? Um, what should we be doing to get interested um, parties or investors in downtown. And so what we did is looked at our redevelopment plan in these sub-districts and really tried to figure out, are there catalyst opportunities? Are there opportunities in downtown that would spur additional development and have some of that residual investment going on? So this really started from the city commissioners saying, what do we need to right. do to get more things happening downtown? And so, yes, we started with um, looking at our redevelopment plan, looking at the sports and entertainment district, is that as great as it should be? So here's the sports and entertainment district, and that's over by the RP, RP funding, funding Center. That's correct. So here's your RP Funding Center as, as it looks today. Yes. And so as we looked at the sports and entertainment district and figuring out what exactly um, could happen and how could we push the sports um, section, we had some interest from the tropics in landing a stadium in 
centrally located, not necessarily downtown in the core, but as we looked at our redevelopment plan that says sports and entertainment, we first started to try to figure out, can this fit? How does that work with RP funding? Um, and so we looked at a 3,500 seat um, soccer stadium, and it won't only be for soccer, rugby, lacrosse, multi-sport, um, multi-sport right. other um, evening events. And it fits and it works um, with our site. We would displace some parking spaces, but it all works, right? And so really trying to move with this conversation with the tropics, what does that look like? What does that look for, like for MLS um, soccer team making this their spring training, if you will, um, making Lakeland that home? So a lot of opportunities there. Huge opportunities. And so our viewers, if you notice, the RP Funding Center and directly behind the RP Funding Center and this 1A area is the... 3,500-seat soccer and multi-sport facility, yes. the stadium here. You'll also notice the 1B areas. This is additional parking, and the city owns all of this property, what we've That's got right. marked. That's right. Yep. And so as we talk about, you know, the future of sports and entertainment in this sub-district, we also want to push what is the highest and best use for the property. How do we um, capitalize on investment? And so it will take you to probably the um, next slide. And that's 94,000 square feet of retail, office, commercial use, and um, maybe a parking garage. And again, this is a long-term vision. Right. This is how do we continue to invest in the area, making it the highest and best use and uh, a real sports and entertainment district. And so even further Ooh. out. Then, yeah, this is fully <laughs> built out. This is um, really exciting stuff, but mixed use, residential, retail, and giving us a real opportunity. Some people like living close to um, sports sure. and entertainment, but build out highest and best use. Where do we park them? This is a long-term vision for the sports and entertainment district. Really building on what RP funding has been doing on its own. We have a new hotel going in over there and just constantly. Um, Which is identified right here. There we go. Yep. There's our hotel. So in retrospect, this long-term vision, if we, what, and the reality, what's the reality of a phase one of the multi-purpose uh, stadium? So as a part of that's phase one, right? That's, that's just phase one. Right. Um, the reality is that we have a, a team that is interested in moving here. They're willing to put their franchise there. They're willing to pay the um, the money to take it up to USL to the next division of soccer. So that's real. That's real. Um, we need to be able to fund it, right? Sure. So there's no pot of money that's sitting right. there for um, to have a city-owned facility like this. And so we have to figure out, work through our commissioners, our elected officials, listen to the public. Um, how much do we want sports and entertainment in our downtown? How do we want to grow that? And we have to figure out how we are going to pay for that. And so is it doable? Yes. We've looked at other sites that cost three times as much um, to build out the stadium. But for the first phase, full build-out infrastructure, we're looking at seven to eight million dollars, and I think that that's achievable. Um, and there will be residual investments that's spun off for that. And if a stadium such as this is built, there's yeah. a lot of opportunity to Huge. host district, regional, uh, perhaps yes. state high school yes. events, things of that nature. So, a huge opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity in the sports world with high school. Um, 
just even, you know, with our dreadnoughts going somewhere else, you know, state yeah. championship. Yeah. Um, but even having to go other ways, there's an opportunity for us to now host that right here um, at home. So I hope it's a reality. It, I hope so too, Kevin. Yeah, because yeah. that would be awesome. But let's continue because sure. there's some other, there's just some other views of what it would look like after a full build out with the various parking garages, residential, retail, and the stadium. And one of my, I want to get to one of my favorites is, if we could, the skyline. Yeah. So let's get there. All right. Okay. There you go. So explain what the skyline project is sure so as we look at how massachusetts avenue could develop this particular um highlight element and would be connecting us to a multi-use parking garage and so we looked at a catalyst um, investment which is the parking garage right and the highline is taking us over the railroad tracks being able to connect into that parking garage but it being able to have a straight um walk straight into the Lake Mirror area. Um, so the High Line, we've been talking about this for a long time, Kevin. You might remember some of the conversations about intermodal facilities sure. and how do we have a multimodal facility cross over the CSX tracks. Working with the architects on this, they really helped us capitalize on the natural grading of the site. And so there's a pleasant walk from the parking garage the behind the LTE to the pleasant um, walking garage, parking in the parking <laughs> garage, um, but walking straight in down, down to Lake Mirror and then being able to go straight over to Mud Park within 10 minutes. And so the High Line is really made to connect us right. from where you can park and enter into downtown. And, um, and the, the parking garage also allows us to activate other sites for um, hotel, office, and other uses. So that High Line is the connecting piece. I think that that's the part that gives you the best views. Um, and also gives you this stormwater um, retention area. We have to deal with stormwater somehow. So having a creative ways on engaging the public and having this public space is really the highlight um, of the Massachusetts Avenue investments. So it's a really cool for our viewers out there. It's a way to connect our, our parking garage with this elevated walkway, if you will, yes. that also connects with crosswalks to other buildings. This is the site that is vacant now. That's a, basically a gravel lot on Lake Mirror. We do have interest from various developers who, who are talking to us about developing this yep. site. But this shows an artist rendering of what the what the walkway would look like with that development. That's right. And as we talk to the developers, really the push for us on the community an economic development piece is not just what's in it for the developer, but what's in it for the public, right? Sure. How does the public get to engage in that space? How do they get to use that space? And so designing this walkway so that it's naturally grading, we thought about it so that we don't have elevator shafts, that we have to continue to maintain um, security Smart. systems. And, you know, those things can get really pricey and smelly. Right. Um, and so we've eliminated that. All of that has been thought through as we looked at how can we activate this site and make it a public asset. So the parking garage is mm -hmm. would be phase one of this project. That's correct. So the parking garage would be about a 1,300 space garage, and that would be phase one. And with 1,300 parking spaces, it allows us to activate other sites on Massachusetts Avenue. As we look at highest and best use, we have to figure out where do they park, right? So if we did this parking garage, 
behind the police station right now, it allows us to max out as many spaces as we can possibly get, but then we have about five other sites that's activated because now they have somewhere to park. So with the parking garage, there's been a lot of discussion where yeah. we have the Heritage Plaza yeah. garage going in now, mm -hmm. but there's been a lot of discussion and we had a consultant look at um, areas where a parking garage should go. Sure. And that spot behind the police station is has been a consistent and been number one number one yeah right and so the heritage parking garage is moving forward now because we have private investors um that's willing to move that right. and so that's really exciting but one garage doesn't solve all of our no. par parking challenges with downtown but that's activating that southern area right this garage would activate that northern area massachusetts area and the heritage garage is really going to take care of existing businesses that that's right they, they have a deficiency in their parking that's right now. need to expand yes yeah. and allow the city to move spaces from main street garage into the new garage and now activating other sites right. so it's really like playing a, 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 <laughs> a chess game but um it's really about activating other sites and getting the highest and best uses that we can get for downtown so uh, real quickly yeah. i'm just going to show our viewers a website that's not quite ready yet but it will be I want to make sure it's here it is so this is as we roll out the, the catalyst projects we have a, a website with the actual districts listed so our, our citizenry can go out and get better educated on this but it is a long-term plan yeah. it's not something that's going to happen overnight and truthfully, if you had to put a time frame, is this a 20, 25 year, 30 year vision? What would you I would say, say 15 to 20. 15 to 20. Look at you moving it up. Yeah, move it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say 15 to 20. And I think that there is a real opportunity for us to, um, there's some short term gains that we can have with the catalyst sites and just talking to developers right now. Um, and moving the needle with some of those. So we had a one of our viewers, Liz, posted on, on Facebook Live. Thank you, Liz, for watching. Asked, very excited about the skyline, yes. but when, when will the high line possibly be built? So is that still the 15 to 20? Yeah, well, I would like to not say 15 to 20, Liz. I would like to say closer to five to seven years. Um, with the skyline, with that high line, it's really connecting our intermodal um, facility. We have to work with our state transportation system, Citrus Connection. There's a lot of um, partners partners and interagencies right. um, that we have to work through with CSX. So I would say that's closer to maybe the five-year mark for the high line. Good. But again, we have to find a way to pay for it. And so as we continue to have these conversations, being able to leverage um, partnerships and investment and state and federal funding that's, right, that's out there. So we'll try to get some grants to help us with that. Well... For our viewers may not realize, but Nicole, you've been in your position, what, about five months, five months now. Yeah, five so I want to welcome you. you. Thank you. You have a history with the city. Matter of fact, she was CRA director of, the, of our CRAs, and she's very close to this. Yeah. And just uh, welcome you, and thanks for all you do. Thank you. I and it. want to tell our viewers again, you can go to lakelandgov.net slash, slash uh, downtown vision and view our various yeah, strategic planning plan. catalyst plan for our, our downtown as we continue to develop and grow and reach out to us you know send um send us messages on social media email we want to hear from the community so i really appreciate it the thank you happy holidays thank you so merry christmas you. thank you all right next up we have our 
City Clerk, Kelly Clue, Kelly Coos. I am like tongue-tied today. No coffee. And we're going to talk about our special election coming up January 15th for the Southwest Commissioner. That would be, is that District 4? What is District it? C. District Southwest C. Southwest District C. District C. Thank you. So, Kelly, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. As we were waiting in the green room, yeah. which is the communication department's lobby, we were talking about um, how we got our Christmas shopping done and things of that nature. And Kelly shared she hasn't gotten a lot of it done because of special election. She's putting in a lot of work. So tell us about the special election and what we're doing. Well, we're holding a special election to fill the seat, the Southwest District, on January 15th. So we just really want people to get out and vote. Um, some cool things we have. Uh, if uh, Easy way to find it. You can go to lakelandgov.net, go to our website, and under government, we have an area called Elections and Voting. We have all the information there. Yeah. And it's, I don't know what's going on now. Why is it? There we go. So Elections and Voting, you can have, you can see the sample ballot. We have an area where it tells you how to register to vote, right. ways to vote, and polling locations and something that our we have we knocked our precincts down for yes. the special election to 12 super precincts right 12 super precincts we have three in each quadrant of the city so we really want to encourage all the citizens to um, check their voter ID card find their precinct number and and look on the list and find out where they need to go vote I'm going to show our viewers as well something really cool that the supervisor of elections has put together a tool for us. Uh, so if you, you can go to polkelections.com and if you don't know where your new precinct is, mm -hmm. they've got this tool set up so you can, you can search the tool. It's a great tool. Yeah. Too. So let's just, let's just do Kevin Cook. So I'm just going to show you, put in your last name, put in your, your uh, birth date. So now you're going to see how old I am. <laughs> house number and I'm not a robot so I'm going to have to do so some sort of little, little storefront thing so storefront 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 verify I'm not a robot good so we submit and this will show where your new special election precinct is. So it tells me your precinct, I'll vote at Highlands Church of Nazarene. That's not my normal polling place, but during the special election, that's where I'll be. So that's pretty cool. So everyone can do that and everyone. make sure that they can get to their polling location. They don't go to the wrong place because everyone can look there. That's anyway. right. So we have 12 super precincts for the special election. Special right. election is January 15th. That's right. Polling Places will be open the normal time, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's right. And we need you, if you are a Lakeland City resident, please get out and vote. It's very important. Are there some deadlines we need to be aware of? If you aren't registered to vote, you need to, you can still register until Monday, December 17th. Okay. So you still have time to get registered to vote. And um, you can request a vote by mail ballot um, until January 9th. So you can go to that polkelections.com and request. That's right. You a, can do it all on polkelections.com. Register. Really you can request your absentee or vote by mail ballot. You can do it all. 
So we have three candidates who have qualified. Right. And they are now running. You have Sean or Patrick Jones. Patrick Sean Jones. I right. think they're listed on our web sample ballot, on the sample ballot. Oh, so let me go up to the sample ballot. Very nice. Thank you. That way we can see their names. So there you go. There's our sample ballot. Yes, Sarah Roberts McCarley and Bill Watts. So we also have on this same site, you can have a video introduction to each of these candidates that came in and sat in our, our beautiful downtown studio here at the communications department. And it just talked a little bit about why you should vote for them and consider them to serve as the Southwest District C Commissioner. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about the City of Lakeland is, as well, you don't have to live just in the Southwest District. That's right. Everybody in the city limits gets to vote. Right. All registered voters in the city limits vote on this seat. All right. So, Kelly, hope you get your Christmas shopping Me done. Too. <laughs> and want to thank you very much thank for coming in. Uh, Richard says he loved seeing the city's vision. Well, thank you, Richard. We love sharing it. And please visit our website for details on each one of those districts. We're going to bring up Liz Holiday now, and Liz is going to close the show with a little bit about what's happening the rest of this week. Hello, Liz. Hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Where are you? So I can pull that up for you. I'm just looking on our Facebook events calendar. All right. Well, let me go there. So Liz is our webmaster for the city of Lakeland. Yes. And there's a lot going on this month. I think this is this feels like our busiest month, at least in the communications office. It feels like our busiest month. Um, we just got done with Snowfest on Saturday, like you said, but we have the Holly Jolly Jingle Bell Jog this Saturday on the 15th. There's still time to register for that, so if people want to register, um, the only problem is you may not get your shirt size, but they do have a lot of extra shirts. So if you want to run in that, definitely go to jbjog.com. And um, that's one of our biggest, as a department, that's one of our biggest things coming up. There's also a lot of community events coming up and things with the RP Funding Center. Um, there's a holiday walkabout, and that is this Friday. And that's downtown, in downtown Lakeland. It's hosted by Downtown Lakeland Development Authority. And um, I'm not sure what goes on exactly, but I've heard they're fun. Well, here's a, here's a great tool as well. So our viewers, go to Facebook. Go to the city's Facebook. You can search us at Lakeland Gov. Click on the events. And not only do, do we have the city's events, but we have community events on here. So if you're looking for something to do, look at all these upcoming events. There's something to do almost every day of the week now through uh, the end of December and well into January. So if you're looking for something to do, this is a great tool for you. And Liz, how can people follow us on our social media channels? So they can follow us by searching for Lakeland Gov, one word, on all the social media channels. And we even have our videos on Vimeo that you can download. Our Christmas parade is actually up now. So if you were in the Christmas parade and you want a copy, go to vimeo.com slash lakelandgov and you can find the Christmas parade video there. You can download it, put it on your social media, do whatever you want. It's yours. So we're on a number of platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Nextdoor, Snapchat, Instagram. You just heard Liz talk about Vimeo, and you can search all those platforms by at LakelandGov to find us. Thank you. I've been Kevin Cook. This is Liz Holiday. Thanks for tuning in to our December 10th edition of Access Live. We want you to be informed and engaged, and thanks again for watching.